Well, welcome to this week's edition of Taboo Talk with Jay Louder. It's just a few days away from Christmas, and this week I have my two favorite girls on the planet with me to do today's podcast. I've got my daughter, Kaylee Faith, and my beautiful wife, Missy Louder. Guys, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Okay, well, so we're going to do things a little bit different today. Uh, since we are a matter of days away from Christmas. And I get it. I know that some people, I know there are people who are believers that don't even celebrate Christmas. And I know there are some people that don't even put up Christmas trees, and that's okay. And some people don't celebrate Santa Claus with their kids, and that's okay. But today, we're going to hit it from an angle of how we celebrate Christmas. Maybe talk a little bit about some of our favorite Christmas memories, maybe some of the traditions that we have. And I'll start off today, for me, you know, I really don't know anybody that doesn't like Christmas. Uh, it, it's such a phenomenal holiday. This year has been kind of weird for us. The whole family picked up COVID about a week ago, and so we are really kind of under the gun and behind the eight ball here as far as getting everything ready and getting everything done. But it, it is such a unique, special time of the year. Matter of fact, even looking out the door of where we do podcasts, I can see three Christmas trees in the hallway, and oh gosh, I don't know, how many trees do we have up here at the office? Like nine. Like about nine, yeah. We've got literally every single color Christmas tree, so it's very, very festive up here at the office. But, you know, I, I'm going to start off. One of the things that always means a lot to me, and I remember my very first Christmas as a new believer. Many of you know I got saved when I was 21 years of age, and, of course, I've always loved Christmas and look forward to it. But I remember that very first year after I came to know the Lord, and that Christmas in many ways to me was a really different and special Christmas because it was the first time, even though, yeah, we always talked about that it was the birth of Christ, it really hit me different because since I then had a relationship with Christ, I looked at Christmas and the meaning of it so significantly different than I ever had before. And every year when it comes close to Christmas, because of what we do as Harvest Ministries, and of course our goal here, uh, our mission statement is, reaching people for Christ and inspiring other people to do the same. But I always think about how many people this year are going to have a similar Christmas to that first one I had at 21 years of age, when it's the very first year that they've ever celebrated Christmas as a new believer, and always wondering if it has the impact on them that it did me that very first year of truly understanding, not just in theory, but really understanding on a personal level what it meant to celebrate Christmas having Christ in my life. So let's start off here. Uh, again, of course, we know Christmas is not about gifts, and it's really not even about spending time with family, even though that's a huge part of it. We all know that Christmas is celebrating the birth of Christ and realizing that Christmas is all about him coming to this earth to forgive us of our sins, to make it possible so we could have a relationship with Christ. At the same time, you can't really, at least we can't, separate Christmas and celebrating Christ with Time with family. We do exchange gifts. As a kid, we always, Santa Claus came, and we always talked about that. And I remember when I was really young, my mom would take us out in the country, and we would stare at the sky in hopes that we could see Santa's sleigh going by. 
And so me and my two sisters would be out there, and usually my grandparents were with us. And my dad, ironically enough, was never there. And my dad, there was always some excuse given, but dad was actually back at the house. And then when we would get back to the house, conveniently enough, many years, Santa Claus himself would be there. And, of course, you've probably never seen my dad. I'm almost 6'7". My dad's probably, well, I don't know if he is now. He used to be about six foot three. And my dad is very slim like I am. So our Santa Claus in our younger years was a pretty slim Santa Claus. But we didn't know the difference, and we were pretty excited about it. Matter of fact, my sister just the other day posted a picture. Did you guys see that on social media? Yeah, Kelly, you need to look at it. There's a picture of my oldest sister, Alicia. And my dad is dressed up in this terrible-looking beard. And, uh, yeah, she's got this blanket on her shoulder, and she's so excited. And there's Santa Claus, i.e. Mr. Slim, my dad. So those are things that I, I look back on. And, of course, we didn't know the difference, and we always look forward to it. And for us, we kind of carried on this tradition where Christmas morning is when Santa Claus comes. And so that means that we don't open up any gifts on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, the gifts that are not wrapped, that are out, and it's always been this way with our kids, the gifts that are out are typically from Santa Claus. And then the gifts that are wrapped up are gifts from all of us. So anyway, we'll start off with you. Missy, we'll start off with you. You know, what would be some of uh, your memories growing up as an only child at your house? What, what were some things that stand out to you about your early Christmases as a kid? Growing up as a child, we grew up in the country, and I didn't come from a Christian home, so we didn't have, you know, any type of Christian or spiritual beliefs associated with Christmas, really. So it was all about gifts and all about family, and so I do have a couple of favorite memories as far as gifts go. Um, I know one year I got a typewriter as a child, and I thought that was just the coolest thing I had ever received, and also, Madame Alexander dolls were really big for me, my baby dolls. And so those were probably two of my favorite gifts I received, you know, as a child. And really, I mean, there wasn't a lot of tradition in my family. There wasn't a lot of, we didn't do gingerbread houses. We didn't do cookies. So as far as that goes, you know, it was mainly just, you know, getting together with family and opening gifts on Christmas morning. And that's about it. Did y'all do Santa Claus like we did where you had the presents that weren't wrapped and that was from Santa Claus? Or how did y'all do that? Yes, everything that was unwrapped on Christmas morning was the gifts that were from Santa Claus. And then everything that was wrapped was from my parents or family. And we weren't, we didn't open any of those gifts until Christmas Day. So no Christmas Eve opening either? Unless we went to family's houses, you know, but our own personal Christmas was done Christmas Day morning. And did y'all always do the traditional, like we do, kind of the turkey? We kind of do a similar meal to Thanksgiving. Did y'all do that? or? Yes, we did. We had a traditional Christmas lunch. Kaylee, what about you? Let's, I mean, you, I mean, I've got so many memories of you at Christmas and things that stood out and something even just popped in my mind hearing. I feel like Missy. I know what you're going to say. Is it the bike? Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. I, know, I, I literally was. was thinking about that when yeah. mom was talking. Yeah, I think probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite Christmases is when we went to grandma's house the year we had a white Christmas. And I remember trying to figure out how Santa was going to know where we were 
And also, I remember thinking Grandma didn't have a chimney, so I didn't think he was going to come see us. <laughs> and they were like, how he's going to get in. And I remember asking you guys, and you said he could come through the screen door. <laughs> and so, anyways, I, that was a Christmas that I remember that I really loved. And waking up, and it was snowing. Grandma always made a big breakfast. And then we had Christmas lunch and learning how to ride my bike. Because I got a bike for Christmas that year, I think. Well, and Missy, you mentioned Madame Alexander Dolls. If I remember correctly, we got those for Kaylee, too. Kaylee, you yeah, remember? I remember those, yeah. I got those way when I was way younger before American Girl dolls were, you know, a thing. But I think probably our Christmas with Grandma out at her house just because it snowed that year and we all played outside and I don't know, that was just a really good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a very memorable Christmas and I think we still have pictures of Grandma when those those sunshades on. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were building snowmen in the back. Missy, was there any other Christmas presents that you got that really stand out to you? I know you mentioned Madame Alexander dolls, and I know we gave those to Kaylee as well. I remember one year, it was a huge disappointment, I think, for Mom. I was super excited, but I was going through a purse looking for gum, and it was we had been Christmas shopping in town. And back then, initial rings were very popular. They were gold, and you had your initials. Stacked, yeah, I remember hanging that. Hanging off of, like a little charm, mm-hmm. dangling off of your ring. And I remember finding my initial ring that mom and dad were going to give me for Christmas in her purse. And she was devastated. However, I was so excited. And so, yeah, that was that was something I was super excited about that year. But other than that, I mean, I don't remember. Did, did you, and I don't remember if Kaylee or the kids did this, did you, because I know at Christmas time, I would always count how many packages were for each between me and my sisters, and I would shake packages, and there were seasons that I'd try to unwrap a corner. To Did y'all ever do that? I did. Uh, I did that when you guys weren't around, or like, it, like I would sneak downstairs, not on Christmas night, because I didn't ever want the surprise to be ruined of Christmas. I never did that or anything, but like weeks leading up to it, you know, I'd, I'd try to go and shake it or see if it sounded like it looked like something I wanted off the TV or, you know, trying to use context clues, everything you could to figure it out. Missy, did you ever do that? Did you ever, you know, shake presents or tear up in a corner? Or? No, I didn't, but I would, I had a very small house and the hallway wasn't too long, but it was long enough to where I would get out of my bed in the middle of the night and always peek around the corner at the tree to see if Santa had came. And if he hadn't, I'd go back to bed. And then I remember a couple of times early before daylight, I would look around the corner as a child, and I would see that Santa had came. But I was too nervous to go in that early because I knew I had to wake my parents up before I opened stuff or went to the tree. And so I would go back to bed and then just lay there and think about what I just saw under the tree, but knew it was a little bit too early to get up because it was like 4 or 5 in the morning. So I would wait a little while before I actually went in there and woke up my parents. Yeah, I remember that being a rule, too, at our house with all three of the kids, that you didn't go downstairs until, and then they would come wake us up, and then we would go down and make sure that the stockings and everything was right, and then they would wait on the stairs, and then they would come down. And I still remember one of the, Christmas memories that stands out is we had a yellow lab. He passed away about a year ago named Cross. And every, <clears throat> excuse me, every year he would literally be right in the midst of all the wrappings, usually laying next to Lane and just right there in the thick of everything. And we always talked about getting him a present. I don't think we ever gave him anything, but just watching Cross right there. And he kind of, I mean, it's like he knew it was Christmas and he'd be in the middle of everything. And 
I don't know, just that whole thing of waiting, the kids all coming down and Cross being excited and everybody sitting down and going through their stockings and stuff like that. I do remember one Christmas when we came downstairs and we had opened our presents. I don't think we realized it until afterwards, but there was Santa's footprints and from the ashes on the, the chip, what is it called? The fireplace. And I remember trying to figure out, I mean, where the rest of the footprints go, you know, like what happened? Obviously, I didn't know until years later, but I remember thinking it was so cool that, I don't know, we had a trace of them in our house, you know? I don't, I don't remember that, Missy. Do you remember us doing that? You put your boots in the ashes and made footprints up to the fireplace. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I remembered we used to do Elf on the Shelf, and that was a big deal when the kids were, were younger as well. Um, and a relief when it was over. And a re- Yeah. Well, I say it was a relief for us. I know that especially Graham was super let down when he found out that Elf on the Shelf wasn't real, and you'd come up with some really creative stuff. I remember getting them going to work, and you'd always had these different ideas to make it really interesting for Graham, and he would be really excited. Kayla, I guess you were too old by the time Elf on the Shelf came out. Yeah, you know, for me, when I think about gifts, the, the, and y'all heard this story, of course, our listeners haven't, but the one that stands out to me the most is I'd wanted this dog for Christmas, and my parents had said, no, you know, we're not doing it. And every year, my grandparents, my grandfather, who really was a hero to me, some of y'all heard me talk about him. I've even used him in sermon illustrations, but I just adored my, my grandfather especially, but both my grandfather and my grandmother on my mother's side. And anyway, they had told me unequivocally, you know, no dog for Christmas. It's not happening. And I told my mom would ask me over and over, what do you want? And I'd say nothing. I want a dog. And she'd say, well, you're not getting a dog, so what do you want? And I wouldn't tell her anything. So Christmas came around. And what would happen is on Christmas Eve, my grandparents would come over. and We would have a big dinner with Mimi and Poppy. And so I was really down. Christmas Eve was on its way. I knew Grandma, Poppy, and Mimi would be over soon. And I was trying to masquerade it, but I was super let down because I really didn't care about getting anything but a dog. And we were living on Taft at the time, and I was sitting in the front hallway. And usually I would be very excited when Mimi and Poppy came over because it was just the, I don't know, the house mom would burn this stuff, smell like cinnamon, and it would just be kind of the smells and the sounds and the sights and the people and the noise and there would just be an, just a, just this feel of Christmas. And and I didn't feel it. And again, looking back, obviously I was very, very selfish, but I was pretty young at the time and I was sitting there and normally I would have went to the back door to greet my grandmother and my grandfather when they got there. I remember my mom hollering, Mimi and Poppy are here. And I was kind of like, okay, but I didn't even get up. And the next thing I knew is my grandfather walked around the corner and he had a puppy in his hands and my parents had bought a puppy and they had been holding it. And man, I mean, I mean, even, even remembering the story, I, I feel a lump in my throat. It was just such a big deal. You know, it was just really, I, I don't ever remember for Christmas wanting anything the way I wanted that dog and just the elation that I felt. I, I really don't remember a lot of the gifts that I got years preceding and years after, but that dog that year was just such a big deal. And it kind of reminds me of the year that we got Lane, our other yellow lab, which was, oh, my gosh, I can't gauge. gauge, my gosh. And we had him in a box. And I remember Lane coming around the corner. We had him in a box and him sticking his head out of that box and how excited Lane was to get. I lab. wish we had had video of that. Yeah, that I do, too. That would have been great. I do, too. Yeah. So that really that really stands out to me. I mean, obviously, it's always been great to have family together. 
And, and, and of course we know, you know, it's not, it's not about presence, even though I do like to get presence, but uh, I don't like to admit it, but it, it's, we obviously know it's not about that, but it just, some of those memories meant so much to me. Missy, you mentioned growing up that, you know, you didn't come from a Christian family. And so things were maybe a little bit different. I know for us, my mom, every single year, always, we read the Christmas story and, so we do it even now. Read the account of the birth of Christ out of Luke chapter 1. And another tradition that we have, and I'm sure a lot of people do, is we always go to the candlelight service. It's kind of a big deal. All the family goes and yeah. light the candle and all that. I remember when I met you and we had our first Christmas together, first Thanksgiving, first Christmas, when we were dating. And I remember that was probably my favorite memory of Christmas for a long time, probably until we had kids, was getting to hear your mother read the Christmas story. Because like I said before, you know, not being raised in church and not coming from a spiritual background, it was never a part of our Christmas celebration. And so that was the first year that I ever had celebrated Christ. And I just remember how special it was and how meaningful that that first celebration with you was getting to read the Christmas story and understand what Christmas was all about, you know? Yeah. And that's really ironic to me because that's the way I grew up and we always did it. And so oftentimes you grow up a certain way and you assume everybody else does it the same way that you do. And I think our kids have always known that we do that every year. And so there's certain things that you kind of take for granted that you grow up doing and you, again, I think you assume everybody else does it the same way. I would have never known at the time that that was such a big deal to you because that's all that we had ever known. There, there's something I don't like about Christmas. Actually, I, I hate about Christmas. And I am not, a, Missy, you probably know where I'm going with this, but I am not very technical. I'm not real good at putting things together. And so it has been a nightmare on numerous of Christmases, trying to put together different things that we've gotten for the kids. And one in particular really stands out. I know where you're going. What is it? <laughs> the Power Wheels Jeep that we you had to assemble and get together. So we called upon our Uncle Charles to help us that night, and he came over and was over there for hours helping you. Yeah, a matter of fact, I remember we couldn't find that. It was a red Jeep, like you say, Power Wheels. We couldn't find one. There was actually one at the Walmart in Bowie. And Lane was with us and literally that. sitting in the pickup. Yeah. And they came out and loaded it in the back of the truck, and he had no clue. And so here it is Christmas Eve. And, again, I am not – I know what I'm good at and what I'm not. And I'm not good at putting anything together. And, matter of fact, just the other day was about to pull my hair out trying to put together Kaylee's bed – at her new apartment, but here it is Christmas Eve and the kids go to bed and I don't know what time it was, nine, 10 o'clock. And they said at Walmart that you can put it together in probably an hour and a half, two hours, but that's people that that's all they do is put together power wheels. And I don't remember what was it like three o'clock in the morning when I called my brother-in-law. Oh, I think you called him earlier, but y'all didn't finish for a while. Yeah. I mean, he came over. I mean, it was, it was not far from when the kids woke us up. But I remember, well, that wasn't the only one, but that's the one that stands out. There's been so many times trying to put stuff together that has been an absolute nightmare. 
Kaylee, what about you? Anything particular that we do as Christmas that, you know, maybe tradition or that kind of resonates with you or? Oh, I think one thing that I like just that we've carried on is making grandma's meal, I think, because since she's not with us anymore, that was such a big part of our Christmas was going over to her house and me and mom cooking with her and kind of spending the morning with her. I like that we still carry, like, do that. I like it that we go to the Christmas Eve service. That's such a staple. It makes it finally makes it feel like Christmas. It's like the final, okay, it's Christmas Eve. We're going to the service, you know, and then go home for the night, get excited for the next morning and everything. Yeah, the Christmas meal, and those of you that, I mean, if you ever had Missy's mother's cooking, she was such a phenomenal cook. And uh, like I said, it was kind of similar to a Thanksgiving meal, and there were certain dishes that she did every year things that you wouldn't be familiar with, probably never heard of, things like raspberry delight, some of these specific dishes, but Missy has carried on that tradition. And so in essence, really, even though Missy's mother passed a a few years ago, a couple of years ago, we literally have the exact same meal. Missy's taken up the mantle. And so we still have that Christmas meal, which again, is kind of part of the whole thing of making it, making it special and feeling like that grandma's still here and one of the things I think everybody looks forward to as much as they do anything else. Yeah, I think that December, Christmas felt a lot different as a kid, obviously, just because you have a different belief. You know, there's Santa, there's elves, there's this magical place somewhere far away. But now the whole month of December isn't the same as an adult, you know. Like, it, it feels like this year, especially, where it's been 70 outside almost half the month. Half the month. So, yeah, it doesn't, I feel like lights lasted longer and they were up longer in the country club and weather was colder, everything felt so much more Christmassy as a kid. Yeah, it, it has been a very weird holiday. I was t- telling Missy just the other day, we haven't had a fire yet, which we burn fires all the time. We haven't had one yet because it's been unseasonably warm, kind of like the summer was unseasonably hot. But yeah, it, it is strange. There's something about Christmas as a kid that is, I don't know, there's something different about it. It's not the same, and I don't remember what it was like. I don't remember how old I was when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. I, I remember distinctly when our, our youngest, Graham, found out. I think it was, did he find out, was it Thanksgiving? Christmas Eve. And pretty much all of his friends already had been telling him for quite some time that Santa wasn't real, and we were kind of pushing the narrative because we really wanted to wait till after Christmas because we knew he was going to be devastated, and he was pretty let down about it. He was devastated. It was a horrible night. <laughs> yeah. I, matter of fact, I think that's about the same time that he found out that not only was Santa wasn't real, but... Elf on the Shelf wasn't real. Uh, that was almost more devastating than Santa Claus yeah, for some he, reason. Yeah, he was super let down about it. I think that's about the time he figured out all of it wasn't true, including the Tooth Fairy. We call it the Tooth Fairy the Mint Berry. And uh, a side note, I know this isn't Christmas, but i got to tell you the story. I, it, it always tickles me. Graham has always been, he's our youngest, and he's in real estate, and he's always been a, a real hustler. And so one year, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't anywhere near Christmas, but I went to tell him goodnight. And so when I went to hug him, my hands went underneath his pillow. And I felt something underneath his pillow, and I said, Graham, what's under your pillow? And he said, oh, no, nothing, Dad, nothing. And I said, no, no, what's under your pillow? And he kept trying to keep me from raising up his pillow. And I said, man, 
what's what's going on? You know, what's the deal? And I could tell that he was really nervous about me finding out. And again, this was back when he believed in the tooth fairy. We called the tooth fairy. I think it started with your dad, the mint berry, because the mint berry would bring candy and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. Yeah, the mint Yeah, and so anyway, I was insistent that I found out what was underneath the pillow. And so anyway, and kind of preceding this, there had been several times when he had lost a tooth, and he had asked me to put out my phone so that he could see the mint berry come in the middle of the night and put money under the pillow. Of course, he was always wanting to negotiate. You know, how much do you think the mint berry is going to give me? And I'm really hoping for 20 bucks, which never got that. But anyway, so I pull out underneath his pillow a Ziploc bag with a tooth that looked like it had fallen out 20 years earlier. (laughs) It was discolored, and I said, son, what is going on with this tooth? And he said, well, Dad, um, I'm needing a little extra money, and so I thought I would trick the mint berry and tell the mint berry that I lost another tooth and hopes to get some more money. (laughs) And, uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny at the time and kind of in alignment with him. But, yeah, he was trying to trying to trick the old mint berry. Hoodwink the tooth fairy. Hoodwink the tooth fairy. So, well, guys, there any other, anything else stand out to you guys? Uh, you know, here it is. We're so close to Christmas, and, and uh, literally, like I said, we're just a few days away. And it is such a special time, and especially here at Harvest Ministries. You know, for us, it, literally, it's all about one thing, and it's about helping people that don't really know. They may know intellectually what the meaning of Christmas is, but to experience it. And it's been an incredible year for us, probably the busiest fall we've had in several years. It was gone almost, it seemed like, every single week. And it's been great to have some time off with family. But again, for me, just knowing that this year, there are going to be literally hundreds and hundreds of people that hopefully we'll be able to look at Christmas in a different perspective as I did after I met Christ, knowing that this year that they truly have a reason to celebrate the holiday. And I hope for all of you guys as we embark on the new year and we celebrate this magnificent holiday where the Son of God left heaven to come to this earth for one reason and one reason only. If you think about it, he literally only came so that he could die. And while we do talk about gifts, ultimately, it's the greatest gift that's ever been given. And when we think about, we all know John 3.16, but it says that God so loved that he gave. And I know at Christmas time that for many of us, that's the whole reason that we give gifts. It's, It's a way to express our love and appreciation for other people. And to think that somehow, that even though we were sinners, God still loved us just the way we were. And he emptied heaven to give the greatest gift that could ever be given, the gift of his son through faith, which means forgiveness. It doesn't just mean a ticket to heaven. It means a new life. I hope this year, if you have never accepted this gift, it's the ultimate gift. All you have to do is be willing to receive it. And that means a willingness to turn your back on sin, to put your faith in Christ, that literally this Christmas, that you would be willing to receive him as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing difficult about this. It's a belief that translates into a willingness to invite him in your life. We hope from our house to yours, from Harvest Ministry to you, that this is the greatest Christmas you ever had.
We'll catch you next time on Taboo Talk.